0: Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Hello, and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson. And in this segment, we're going to take a deeper dive on a few things related to housing and what I call the old Franklin Delano Roosevelt. uh, The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Now, what we noticed is that in August, new housing starts were much stronger than expected, but a sharp decline in new permits may tell a more accurate story of the home building market. Uh, so single-family starts rebounding from a sharp decline in July uh, of uh, almost 11%, while multifamily starts surged in the month. Single-family starts were up about 3.4% in August, while multifamily starts, which tend to be very, quote-unquote, lumpy from month to month, jumped a remarkable 28%. On a year-over-year basis, total housing starts were essentially flat, uh, just at a negative uh, one-tenth of a percentage point. Single-family starts were down 15%, and multifamily starts were up 33.1%. Note that the multifamily category includes apartment buildings and other large projects that can vary considerably from month to month. In recent quarters, the category has benefited from strong rental demand, low availability of vacant properties, and the migration workers back into urban areas to return to work. Um, So FactSet has put out several pieces of really good information um, on this situation. Now, you know, even the COVID pandemic didn't slow things down like the housing crisis from 07 um, to 09. And, you know, traditionally, uh, building permits and new starts uh, kind of followed along like a person in their shadow, uh, going back all the way into uh, the early 90s. Uh, you know, In times where we've kind of gotten a little bit out of our bound, we have seen, uh, with, with starts being a, much, a lot higher than permits, we've seen huge drop-offs in activities. That happened before the 07 through 09 financial crisis, happened again um, You know, in, in, in 17 and 19, uh, as well as last year. Uh, so if you look at uh, privately owned housing units under construction, uh, right now uh, we're looking at probably about a million six hundred thousand. And then the year-over-year change, though, in housing under construction, um, what we're seeing is, is it's right around 21%. Now, housing uh, and real estate in general is always uh, – and probably will ever will be a local market, and the housing market has been in flux this year. Sales are down substantially amid a sharp jump in mortgage rates, but home prices have remained soundly positive on a year-over-year basis, as I said earlier. In July, existing home sales were down 20%, while the median price of homes that were sold that month was up 11%. In its August housing market outlook update, the home listing site Zillow said that it now expects national average home prices to be up around 1.4% over the next year. Average prices are expected to remain positive on average as exceptionally tight availability in most markets outweigh lower market demand. Uh, According to Zillow's forecast, it expects 616 U.S. metropolitan areas to see price increases over the next year against 259, it expects it will see price declines. Prices in 22 U.S. markets are expected to be relatively flat. Now, as we said, um, you know, another thing to consider um, was the polling that came out this week, too, where forecasters that were polled by Bloomberg uh, for the uh, National Association of Realtors um, they look for modest declines of about 2.3 percent for the month and if so it would be the slowest rate of sales since May 2020 Um, additionally it would be the seventh straight month sales have fallen and the 12th straight month that sales have declined on a year-over-year basis so that's interesting. So that tells you, you know, the supply is getting tighter. Through July, existing home sales were down 8.5% versus last year. And the year-to-date performance, however, masks the accelerating pace of the slowdown. In July, existing home sales were down 20% from year-ago levels. So, you know, if you take a look at uh, kind of where we are, that, that's – would indicate that the housing market is slowing down, as we said earlier. Also, uh, in the other, uh, other information facts that provided, median selling prices have remained positive despite the sharp drop in sales. Uh, in January, the median price of homes sold was up 15.4% year over year, but by July, as I mentioned earlier, that rate had slowed to just under 11 uh, the long-term average price appreciation for existing homes, by the way, is about 4.5%. This year's sharp jump in mortgage rates has decimated existing home demand. There is still a lot of pent-up demand in the market, but many buyers have understandably moved back to the sidelines amid the sharp jump in mortgage rates. So just so you know, the national average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage started the year at about 3.1%, that according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Recently, the rate has been about double that at around 6%. On a $350,000 mortgage loan, the higher rate lifts the monthly payment by about 40%, all else remaining equal, according to my calculations. So what we've seen, though, is a... um, Lack of supply is continuing to support prices, and um, the number of homes on the market and available for sale has been improving in recent months, but remains very, very low to historical um, standards. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, quite, <laughs> quite, um, uh, unbelievable exactly where we are so you know that's um you know that that's kind of where we are with with housing now in the uh beware of uh, the boogeyman context with the market down like it has been um you need to be aware of what's called the fear-based newsletters. Some of the quotes are the dollar will be worthless, or the Fed is gonna implement a new U.S. currency, the coming financial market depression, and those are all examples of the quote, fear-based newsletter advertisements that frequently proliferate on popular websites, especially during times of financial market turbulence and bear markets. The ads typically follow a common narrative, primarily because it's really effective, that the U.S. dollar or our markets in general are about to crash. By, quote, effective, unquote, we mean, one, it scares people, and two, the story can be twisted as to make it sound factual, and it's commonly presented as being based on information that the average person does not have access to. Finally, it generates newsletter subscribers, which is its goal. Now, I've talked about this many times on the show, but it bears repeating. The ads are sometimes made to look like legitimate news stories as they warn of a pending and sudden plunge in asset values in vague terms, but as if it were essential fact, at least for those, quote, in the know, unquote. Clicking on the ad will take you to a professional-looking site and a well-written and very convincing article about a pending crash. They usually conclude with, want to know how to protect yourself, click here, click and sign up for our $29 newsletter, $39 newsletter, you get the point. The newsletters almost always focus on the U.S. dollars pending doom because they know the average person and even most knowledgeable industry professionals do not fully understand how currency markets work. And as such, they are able to spin a very convincing narrative about how, through complicated mechanisms that, of course, the public's unaware of, a crash is intimate imminent. As we all know, there are a few things in life that strike fear into people more than the prospect of losing money. And in the case of these newsletters, they make the prospects seem very real and imply that losses will be substantial unless, of course, you sign up for their newsletter. Spoiler, the answers, unquote, provided in the actual newsletter remain equally vague and almost clandestine. So, I want to be careful as to not to imply that legitimate news stories on these topics are in any way fictitious, but listeners and investors should always be aware that such advertisements exist and should be viewed very, very skeptically for the sake of their own portfolio. As they used to say in Latin class, buyer beware. You're listening to Financial Fridays, and we'll be back in 60 seconds.
1: What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson. And in this segment, we're going to take a look uh, and answer your questions uh, as it pertains to what do people do about the holidays because it's never too early to think about the holidays. And this information is brought to you by uh, our friends at the – Prize as they do kind of discuss their holiday season outlook. And technically, the holiday season is defined as the period of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas that comprises peak season for shopping for most of the retail industry, um, second only to the back-to-school season. Uh, Traditionally, the holiday season starts, or I should say, started the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, and it is typically a day of large promotions by retailers with heavy discounts. Um, If you've ever waited in line uh, to get a TV that's pennies on the dollars, you know what we're talking about. However... um, I think more people are starting to believe the holiday season uh, shoppers are prepared to start early this year to hunt for bargains and make sure gifts are under the tree in time for Christmas. Um, Now, what this has led some analysts to believe is that retailers will begin holiday season promotions in October even before Halloween. Uh, I have been in a a large box retailer, unfortunately, uh, just this week, and noticed that the uh, Christmas lights and Halloween lights were interspersed with one another. And it is kind of a creepy feeling to see uh, our old friend, the Crypt Keeper, right there next to Chris Kringle. Uh, Additionally, an increasing number of households started their holiday season shopping during the Prime Day promotion, which is all the way back in July. Several retail industry participants have discussed how macro pressures are having a negative impact on consumer discretionary spending, uh, specifically for lower income households. uh, Given the fact that this macro pressure, which you could read as inflation, uh, has made the cost of everything that we use in this country go up almost exponentially in a year, Uh, people do always want to try to get their family uh, what they want for Christmas. And despite concerns for rising inflation and slowing economic growth, there is a belief overall consumer fundamentals for low unemployment, rising wages, and improved household balance sheets suggest retail industry sales growth could be above average during the 2022 holiday season. Spending Pulse, uh, which is a group that targets this type of spending, uh, anticipates a 7.1% retail industry sales growth for the 2022 holiday season, while Deloitte, an accounting firm, estimates retail industry sales could grow 4 to 6% during this same 2022 holiday season. One thing is for certain, that the holiday season is expanding uh, its scope to branch out well beyond the uh, traditional day after Thanksgiving starting gate and well into um, the fall, Uh, especially uh, if you consider Amazon Prime days as the official kickoff, it could be almost six months long. Uh, Increased inflation could also be a consumer spending headwind during 2022 holiday season, which could lead to significant bargain hunting by shoppers. Due to increased demand for bargain hunting, uh, most analysts believe more retailers will seize the opportunity to offer Black Friday doorbuster sales to drive store traffic. Some retailers may collaborate with other retailers to offer promotions to drive store traffic in general. Um, so, taking a look at it, um, you know, before the pandemic, year-over-year uh, year, holiday seasons sales growth was just over three percent. In 2020, kind of in the midst of COVID, it shrank to just uh, under one percent. Last year was a blowout of over eight. And if we come in somewhere between them, that will kind of give us a more historical average over a four-year period of about uh, roughly. Uh, about four to five percent per year. Apparel and beauty products specifically could be two of the better performing sales categories. During the 2022 holiday season, um, those would be two areas to, to look you know, and watch. Uh, there's a belief households have more social events and occasions to look nice which is leading less demand for athletic apparel and more demand to dress to impress apparel, and cosmetics. Uh, I am uh, awaiting a new suit of clothes myself because I can't wait to get out of my uh, athlo leisure clothes that I've been wearing for the last two years. Um, now, here's what I would say about athletic apparel. There's more and more competitors that are trying to force Lululemon from its spot. And depending on where you shop, you know this stuff is not dirt cheap, although it may be very inexpensive to produce. So one thing that we do know and will watch is maintaining the view that the overall fundamental outlook remains favorable for the retail industry and overall retail sales could be above average for the 2022 season. So when you take a look at this, Keep in mind, it's never too early to start shopping for Christmas, especially if you feel like you've got a very, very good deal. Secondarily, I think it's a tad amount uh, to consumers to understand that uh, just because the economy may be slowing down and the stock market's bad, people do tend to continue to spend money on family and for the holidays. And if it does look like COVID is receding and people are gonna be out and about for more events and more, uh, as they say in France, soirees, we certainly could see a demand for more uh, apparel and beauty products as was anticipated. Finally, one thing remains uh, a constant. If you get a gift card, be sure you keep track of it and spend it. Uh, The national statistics for the amount of uh, unspent gift cards is north of 20%, so this is also quite a bit of money in the retailer's pockets. Uh, If you're like me and every year you get older, it becomes uh, harder and harder to track down everything that you've received and specifically... um, what uh, opportunities are out there um, in Retail America. Keep listening to Financial Fridays. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor, and we have uh, a great closing segment for you.
1: When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is WOMI Owensboro.